What's good? What's good? What's good? It's your boy B L A W K A sitting here in Lynchburg City on this gloomy and rainy day. Uh, it's been raining pretty much most of the day. Uh, I've been having this situation with Goodyear. I took my car to Goodyear last Saturday and they worked on it from the time they opened to the time they closed because I needed a racket pinion. And apparently the racket pinion that they ordered was a malfunction because I had to take my car back where I, I had to get them to tow my car uh, Tuesday, this past Tuesday. And so they called themselves fixing it again and I go and pick my car up yesterday, which was what, Wednesday? Only to find out moments after pulling off the pulling off of the Goodyear lot that my car still wasn't fixed the way that it was supposed to have been fixed. Now mind you, I paid $768 for this job to be done. And uh, the problem still exists. So I had them take my car again uh, this morning. And I've, I've, I've gotten uh, corporate involved in it. So, you know, corporate made a few phone calls or whatever. I guess they brought the hammer down on them. But nevertheless, uh, I received a call from the uh, head technician at Goodyear. And he uh, reassured me that my car will be fixed this time. That they're going to give me a 50% discount. So, you know, I was super duper pissed, but I'm pretty good now. I did have a customer service rep that, that went hood on me, though, for real. Told me to shut up and listen to him and everything. So I was like, damn. <laughs> now, granted, I was irate first, but... I, I, I'm supposed to do that. I'm a customer, a paying customer. You're a professional. You're supposed to be able to deal with people like me when I call. But nevertheless, they got this all sorted. You know, it's all been taken care of now, and I'm going to have my car fixed, and I'm going to have a little bit of money that I didn't expect to have in the beginning. So that's all good. But aside from that, I got one other issue, man. Uh, Wendy Williams. Uh, I'm quite sure for those who watch her show have seen her tape her show from home and Wendy is looking very very white if I may say uh, I'm not sure who does her makeup but man they got her I, you know what if, if, if black people can be hysterical when a white person does a black face then I'm perfectly fine with white people being pissed off at Wendy Williams doing white face because that's exactly what she's doing. She's doing white face and it, the shit just doesn't look normal. You, you can look at her and tell it's not her actual skin color and it's just not her, her face. I mean, she has it all the way down to the shoulders now and the hands as well. You know what I'm saying? So she is, it seems that she's maybe on some bleaching type shit right now. Uh, since she's been through this divorce, she has been spiraling. I, w I don't want to say out of control, but she has been spiraling to the effects to where she has been topics on TMZ several times. Uh, her her drug use has been in question in the sense of if she's back using drugs again or whatever the case may be. I know I question it like a motherfucker because what I've seen uh, moments before I started my podcast uh <laughs> it was just unacceptable man i swear now to the real topics of today that i was going to actually discuss before i felt the need to uh vent um straight out of compton star jason mitchell arrested on weapon and drug charges 
Now, a rep for Mitchell tells TMZ that Jason is at home with his family right now working on an amazing project, a project news, on stories move past and oftentimes without all the facts. The misunderstanding will be resolved shortly. We trust that the, con the, uh, the court systems, blind justice will protect Jason's rights and allow him to tell his story. Now, I'm not 100% sure what the fuck they mean by, uh, what did he say? This is a misunderstanding. Like, how do you get caught with drugs and weapons and it's a misunderstanding? <laughs> you know? Now, for those who don't know, man, Jason played Easy e in an NWA biopic. Like I said, is facing two felony charges for possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute. Uh, plus two more felony charges for possession of a weapon by a felony. And, uh, you know, jail records also indicate Jason was busted with two guns involving a Glock 19 pistol and a mini Draco AK-47 semi-automatic pistol. And I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, now, now I don't really, I, I've only seen the NWA biopic, the movie, one time, maybe twice. So I didn't, I didn't know who he was when I first saw that movie. Now, when I first saw his picture blasted on Facebook for this, the first thing came to my mind was that's the guy that plays on the uh, Showtime hit series called The Shy. That's where I know him from because I've seen uh, both seasons so far. So it's it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? So and and then after I recognized who he was, the person that came to my mind after that was okay. How are they going to if he does, you know, get incarcerated? How they gonna go about, you know, his part on the sitcom? I'm sorry, on on, on the drama series because he's like one of the main characters on the show. You know what I mean? And his role is basically is that uh. He, he, he's in a, he's a uh, professional chef and uh, he went to culinary art school and, and, and learned how to cook or whatever and you know he was working for a prestige restaurant and then he was he was actually fucking his boss's wife you know what I'm saying and that came out so he got fired or he quit I can't remember exactly which one it had happened but uh, he decided by season two to uh, he had got like a food truck fixed it up and decided to sell food off it and ended up getting mixed up in some shit with that. So he plays the part, you know what I'm saying, on the hit show The Shy. Not a drug dealer or anything like that. He actually plays the part of a young black man, upstanding black man who's trying to do the right thing, but because of the neighborhood that he lives in, you know what I'm saying, sometimes you get mixed up in things that you ain't even really trying to get mixed up in. So he plays a straight arrow type guy. But, uh, you know, for his rep to say that this is a misunderstanding, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm interested to find out more about this story to see just how much of a misunderstanding this is because it don't sound like a misunderstanding to me. It just sound like he got caught red-handed. But, you know, right now everything is alleged to my degree, to my knowledge. <clears throat> you know, uh, he's he's been charged with it, but he hasn't been convicted of anything right now, so... We'll see as time goes just exactly what went on and how it went down, I guess. So check this, man. A corrupt uh, police officer who was uh, 
put behind bars after admitting to illegal access, illegally accessing the police database to help in, to give information to gangs have been stripped of his police pension. In, uh, in November, a, a cop by the name of Vili Maha Tokolo was jailed for two years and two months for accessing the police national intelligence application, the NIA, and then handing the information over to gangs between February of 2018 and March last year. Now, a uh, news a news outlet by the name of Stuff can now reveal the High Court has ordered Tocolo to forfeit $80,000 plus, including his police pension, under the Criminal Proceeds Recovery Act of 2009. Now, I, 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 am gonna be 100 with you. Um, I think he should. I think he should. He should have. He should have gotten more time, to be exact. Two years and two months for a guy that's doing basically the same thing as the people he has taken an oath. You know what I'm saying? To capture and 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 you know make sure they have due process or whatever. So what's good for the goose should be good for the gander. And if you can take a drug dealer, a drug lord or whatever, and throw the book at book at him and give him 40 years to life or five years for a gram of uh, narcotic or something to that nature, then you should do the same fucking thing for a cop who's on a whether it's a task force or whatever. He had to have been on a task force or something like that because regular beat cops don't, you know, have that type of information. You know, they get certain shit handed down to them. Their jobs, regular beat cops, is to get whatever's handed down to them, come and get you, take you in front of the mattress, and then it's, it goes from there. You know, so it was high-ranking cops. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, you know what I'm saying, Takula was a high-ranking cop or whatever, but nevertheless, he had what is uh, coming to his ass. Also, court documents obtained by the stuff uh, state in May last year, Justice Christian Wahada granted restoring orders over the uh, sale of a Nissan Pathfinder and all Tukulu's funds held in a police super um, innovation scheme account. So, he was this he was doing all types of shit. He, he won't just uh from from just off of reading that right there, it, it didn't sound like he was just into the like getting them information and shit like that. It also sounded like that he was running some type of crooked ass operation of his own outside of the crookedness he was doing in the sense of stealing information and then handing it over to gang members. You know what I mean? So he got caught up in the underworld and when that kind of shit happens, <laughs> you got to pay for it, man. Don't give a fuck if you're a cop or whatever the case may be, man. When you get caught up in the underworld, you got to pay for that shit. I got caught up in it. I had to pay for it. So everybody else got to do the same. Man. So the Hot Pocket heiress wants to serve her prison sentence at home because of the coronavirus. Now, before I go even further, this just sounds like something. I'm just going to say it's some white privilege bullshit that's exactly what it sounds like she's a rich heiress everybody and they mamas and eight hot pockets you know what i mean my kids love them i love them so you know but uh her name is uh michelle janaves and she was sentenced to five months in prison for the college uh admission of the bribery scheme now for those who may have forgot if y'all remember last year it was a lot of those uh rich people who was paying money to a certain guy 
and in return he would uh, take the ACT exams for the kids and he would also uh, come up with like false shit in the sense of uh, saying that they were recruits for volleyball or uh, the canoeing team or whatever that had to do with the school and all of this shit came from uh, the University of Southern Cal which we all know it as USC now Prior to the heiress of Hot Pocket, some of the most notable names out there at that time was Felicity Huffman and uh, Lori Laughlin. Now, Felicity Huffman, one of her biggest roles was on the show called Desperate Housewives, and Lori Laughlin played Aunt Becky from this show, Full House. And uh, Felicity Hoffman has already served her prison term, which was nothing more than 14 days. And I'm, I think she did all but four of those. And uh, she had to do what they call the uh, community service. And she had to pay, also, she, she also had to pay restitution. And um, Lori, Lori Laughlin, she's still fighting her. She pled not guilty. So hers is still, you know, going back and forth to court and shit like that. And she, from my understanding, because she's fighting this, they're saying that she could receive the most shell time out of anybody besides the guy who was actually, uh, and, and, and by the way, the guy's name is Rick, uh, Rick Singer. So he's the mastermind behind all that shit. He's the guy who took the exams and falsified documents saying that, you know, uh, the heiress, in this case, the heiress daughters, saying that they were uh you know recruits for, for volleyball and shit like that now one of the payments by uh the heiress was for if i'm correct a hundred thousand dollars and uh then there is a second payment of two hundred thousand dollars you know what i mean so it's 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 been crazy right now and uh these there they, they got caught with their hands in the cookie jar and pretty much you know this whole can i do my prison term from home due to coronavirus listen you have r kelly trying to get out due to coronavirus and 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 also before you go even further with this heiress um allegedly she's supposed to have health issues now so it sounds like to me she's pulling a harvey weinstein if you ask me um because i haven't heard anything about health issues about this chick one time before like I've heard stories, especially when she ended up being the heiress of the con- of the uh, company and shit like that. So, you know, she was in the limelight then, showing up at award shows and making all types of appearances and stuff like that. And not one particular time did she show any indications of having any type of uh, physical illness of any kind. So where is this coming from? Uh, your guess is just as good as mine. But... Uh, aside from that, though, the uh, the FBC Bryant, which is a mini, I'm sorry, is a uh, minimum security prison where she's uh, supposed to serve her sentence. According to online records, there is more than 560 inmates and 340 Bureau of Prisons prisoners staff nationwide have tested positive for the virus. The agency says that 24 inmates have died so far. You know what I mean? But uh, 
she has to serve her sentence at a prison, man. They can't let her serve her sentence. I mean, here's what rich people, here's what, you know, one of the biggest things that can fuck up a rich person is when their money can't pay for something. That crushes them more than anything. That's why you see them putting guns to their heads, jumping off of buildings, uh, becoming drugged out, uh, addicted to alcohol, all types of shit. Uh, just, you know, dying from heart attacks, due to stress, all that kind of shit. And I'm not going to put no color, no label on a rich person because they come in different color shapes and sizes. But the one thing that they all have in common is that when their money doesn't work for them, then that's when they go... That's when it becomes, you know, erratic and hay, haywire. Like, oh shit, what the fuck do I do? She's going to penitentiary for five months. She's going to be all right. I'm quite sure this penitentiary, the FBC Bryant, is uh, some type of plush, upscale penitentiary that she's going to be all right at. You know what I mean? Let's let's just keep it 100. You know, and they're also pushing for a act to be able to separate or or not allow non-violent individuals uh, serve time in facilities that contain violent criminals so basically what they're saying is that they're trying to they're trying to oppose a bill to where if you're a non-violent criminal either you get to stay home due to the charge that you have or if you go to jail they will put you in a separate unit to where everybody's on your scale or whatever the case may be. And, and you know, that's too much time and effort for the jails to do that kind of shit. They put you in lower class pods and everybody in that lower class pod, for the most part, uh, charges aren't the same, but the fact that they're non-violent is why they're in the same pod. But even then, fights still break out. You know what I mean? So... You got to be weary of that shit. But nevertheless, man, she's going to jail. And, and it is what it is. So coming up, man, on The Sixth Sense, I'm going to be talking about my man, Kenya Barris. Um, what are you going to do with your stimulus money? I'll be reading comments about that. The NFL draft. And uh, much more. You're listening to your man, Blacker. And this is The Sixth Sense. So thank you for listening, man. So listen up to this. Uh, A sick, sadistic, twisted fucker named by the name of Larry Nassar. Now, the University of Michigan athletic Dr. Robert Anderson has been accused of sexually abusing at least 40 black men who attended the school in in the 1970s and 80s, according to MLive. Now, the group of 40 men hired Michigan lawyer uh, Jamie White, who became well-known for his work representing 160 victims of former Michigan State University Dr. Larry Nassar in the lawsuit against the university. Now, the reason why I brought up Larry Nassar's name is because if you remember, a lot of the uh, 160 victims were like from the, uh, the uh, Olympic team. And as well as, you know, college students from the University of Michigan. And he was one of the first people there that was doing that shit. You know what I mean? And it was fucked up. And now you got, you know what I'm saying, this guy, Robert Anderson. So the uh, the men told White and news outlets that Anderson, who died in 2008, 
fondled their genitals and anally penetrated them with his fingers. Now, I don't know what kind of uh, physical that is. I, and, and, you know, sadly to say, I, has, I haven't taken a physical in quite some time. I won't even say as far as how long. And But uh, <laughs> I'm quite sure... They're not, uh, you know, playing with your genitals and, 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 and sticking their finger in your ass, you know, unless you're having a prostate exam, if I imagine. Um, the university initiated an investigation into Anderson when a former wrestler for the school contacted the athletic director, Ward Manuel, about uh, he was sexually assaulted. The MLive and the uh, Ann Arbor the Ann Arbor News were able to obtain a 91-page police report with dozens of personal accounts detailing unnecessary hernia and prostate exams. Anderson performed on his students. And see, that's what I'm talking about, man. And, 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 and that's, you know, that's the crazy shit because when people go to the doctors, when we as kids, men, women, you know, go to the doctor, the last thing we are expecting is for the doctors to sexually molest us. You know what I'm saying? Do your fucking job. And, you know, let it be that. And that's it. Now, you know, and sadly to say, like, I've heard this shit, you know, like, even to when it comes to dentists. You know what I mean? They would, you know, put people under, under. And I've heard people, you know, tell stories about waking up and seeing their pants unzipped or skirts lifted up or blouses unbuttoned and shit like that. So you got some sick fucking individuals who hold occupations that we, as the general public, rely on. You know what I mean? And, and and it's fucked up that it is like that, but, you know, it's like that, man. And, and you know, most, most, if not all, of these men from the 1970s and 80s were first-generation college students that came from depressed uh, socioeconomic backgrounds, and their only lifeline was the athletic scholarships. So for these, for those reasons, the men literally just bared without Anderson, uh, just bared without Anderson would do because they felt like, you know, if not, then if they don't take this physical, then there's a possible chance that they can't play this sport that they're actually on the scholarship for, the sport or sports that they're actually on the scholarship for, though. So it, it's, it's fucked up you know what i'm saying you know your first generation college kid you're coming from an inner city predominantly black you know and you got this chance here to go to a prestige college because usc is one of the most prestige schools in america one of the most expensive as well and uh you know you have this this chance to make something of yourself and then you're you, you know you have this happen to you and if you speak on it, there's a possibility doing, being that you are black and from the inner city and you're, you're, you're attending at school solely on an athletic scholarship. You know what I mean? You, you, not being uh, 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 taken seriously could run across your mind or something of that nature. If I tell this, nobody's going to believe me and it's going to look bad on my end or whatever. That may have been going through these young individuals' head at the time. But, you know... This is, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's happening all over the country, as I reported about Larry Nassar at the University of uh, Michigan. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and now you're having the same thing at this same university. 
And, and, and these type of scandals, you know what I'm saying, at this University of Michigan, this is not the first time or the second time that, you know, things of this nature has taken place at this school, man. So it's been uh, under certain restrictions back in the day due to, uh, like, blue chipping, you know what I'm saying, for anybody that knows sports, you know, you know that's when you start to pay players to come to your school and all of that kind of shit. So... You know, it's just one thing after another with the uh, University of Michigan, man. But nevertheless, this sick fuck right here, uh, he deserves the same treatment that Larry Nassar has gotten. And I'm quite sure that he will. Larry Nassar, he's serving like basically a lifetime, you know, because of how many of the people that came out. And, uh, you know, this guy right here is going to be doing the same thing, man. So that's that's what he do. So... What do you plan on doing with your stimulus stimulus package? Now, for me, I, like I said, I don't get it. Haven't gotten one. Not going to get one. Perfectly fine with it. But uh, I decided to uh, jot down a few of the comments people from my Facebook page made. And uh, Josh Stewart and Jeremy Rogers both said that they were going to put it back into their savings, which is an excellent choice. If you're able to make that decision, I think that's an excellent choice. Um, Kane Marco, my sister Amanda Bell, and Zach Shopper, they all said that they were going to pay bills. But the one, one of the ones that stood out uh, with me the most was uh, by one by the name of Antoine Barker. He said that he was going to renew his PlayStation membership. <laughs> so I liked that right there, pretty much. I'm not sure what kind of membership you have, Antoine, but if it takes that amount of money to uh, renew. And my brother might want to find something else to do. But on the other note, man, uh, so I'll get to the uh, the NFL draft here, the update. And I was asking questions earlier, which I'll probably have on another podcast anyway. But I was asking questions earlier as far as uh, who do you feel like your team should get? You know what I mean? And like me personally, what I, what I plan to do is sometimes... Uh, in the near future, before the football season starts, if it starts, is do like a tour day where I'm talking about two teams from a particular conference, and then I'll do those tour days every day until you know I'm done with all 32 teams. But aside from that, I think tonight's draft is going to be a special draft because it's going to be a virtue draft, and nobody has never seen that. So. It, from my understanding, it worked. It went. It worked really well with the uh, WNBA. They had their draft about two weeks ago, and uh, it seemed to have gone pretty pretty good. Uh, from my understanding, the reports that I've been reading, one of the biggest things the NFL is worried about tonight is glitches. So that's understandable. And uh, <clears throat> so we're gonna see how this thing goes. You know, I'm. It's exciting because right now things have happened that I didn't really really see. Like, I didn't really see DeAndre Hopkins going, getting traded to uh, the Arizona Cardinals. I definitely didn't see Teddy Bridgewater ending up in Carolina. I, I thought from the reports that I had read that uh, uh, the head coach and the organization of the Carolina Panthers was going to give Cam Newton at least one more year. And the next thing I know, he's been released. And uh, 
you know, just as if it wasn't enough for Tampa Brady, Tampa Brady, I almost said Tampa Brady, because that's what everybody's going to end up calling him at some point in time, Tampa Brady. As if I didn't think it was enough that they got him, now they've also convinced uh, New England to trade them Grunk, who I had some idea that he was going to come back into playing football because uh, him being on Fox, you know, before the uh, the Fox pregame show, man, it, it just seemed like a fish out of water to me. Everybody can't do that. You know, Jason Witten tried it, you know, and it didn't work out with him, you know, with it. You know, it has nothing to do with the uh, the network that you're uh, commentating the games for, or, or or doing just colorful analysts for. Um, it just didn't work with them guys, man. And then you see guys like Troy Aikman and Tony Romo, and you know what I'm saying, being in the broadcast booth and doing uh, analyzing the game and stuff like that just works well with them. So once I saw that with Gronk, man, I said, well, it's a possibility. Then, but but aside from that though, I seen him. Uh, in the WWE wrestling, then I was saying, well, maybe he's just done with football and probably try to solely uh, concentrate on acting. But he just does. He just seems like this big goofball that you know only fits on the football field, man. Like I'm not paying money to see Gronk act in a movie, you know, not as the leading character, you know, because his personality is is not that overwhelming or that charming to me to where I can say, okay. His crossover from the NFL to whatever else he's going to do, he's going to be successful. Because right now, if you ask me, he bombed. But uh, I, I also didn't see, uh, you know, I didn't see the Dallas Cowboys picking up Alden Smith. This guy hasn't played in the NFL now for almost five years. So I really didn't see that. I know they were uh, hurting for some defensive tackles, uh, defensive ends or whatever the case may be. But to, you know, going to the time machine on a guy that hasn't played in five years and have numerous uh, issues with drugs and alcohol. He also has uh, mental issues as well. You know, so for them to do that, when you have this draft coming up and you had free agents out there, you know, I'm just scratching my head on that one. I also heard that uh, the Eagles are trying to shop Alshon Jeffrey. And a lot, of, I, I got a funny feeling that a lot of things is going to take place, you know, right during this draft. And like I said on an earlier podcast about the Patriots, man, it would not surprise me if they, some way, somehow, they jump up that board and try to grab. Uh, I was, I was on the previous podcast. I was talking about uh, Joe Barrow actually being a uh, New England Patriot. And uh, now there's been uh, uh, that's been confirmed that Joe is pretty much going to be a Cincinnati Bengal. So I can scratch Joe as far as being a quarterback, the next quarterback for the New England Patriots. Now, however, Trevor Lawrence and uh, gosh, you have Jordan Love and uh, what's the other big name? Tua Luva. You have those guys out there. So, you know, the Patriots could still. One thing about Bill Belichick, he doesn't care anything about draft picks because most of his gems he finds in later rounds anyway. So those early round draft picks that he has, he, he, it's nothing for him to package a deal and even perhaps a player. Because from my understanding, they're listening to trade talks or whatever when it comes to Julian Edelman, the all-pro wide receiver for New England. Which I can see, you know what I mean? It's, you know, you might as well go, man. You know, Brady's no longer there. Gronk is no longer there. That dynasty is over. 
you may as well go ahead. Uh, you got your three rings, two rings or whatever. So you may as well go ahead on Edelman and uh, become a part of the package if the New England uh, Patriots decide to go in that direction in the sense of moving up the draft board to select the quarterback. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, you have a lot of other sleeper teams out there like 40 or, for instance, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, their defense rose to the occasion around about, I say, week eight. You know, you, you can see the improvement as the season went, you know, but around about week eight is when they really got it together. And for the rest of the season, they were pretty much in contention in, as far as uh, getting into the playoffs. And uh, as a matter of fact, the format for the playoffs that they're going to use this year, if they were to use it last season, then Pittsburgh probably would have ended up in the playoffs. But uh, aside from that, their defense is stellar. So the only thing that I could really see them needing would be something on the offensive line and <clears throat> maybe a pass rusher on the defensive end. But definitely they, they are in need of uh, wide receiver help and uh, running back help because uh, I don't think James Conner is a all-down, uh, a three-down back, you know, and then... And, and you know, in the NFL, there aren't too many uh, three-down backs anyway. So, you're going to be sharing the backfield with uh, uh, one other running back anyway. You know, so they need, I, I think they need to look at that uh, position as well, man. So, don't forget to, uh, you know, hit me up on Facebook. Or if you guys just want to, for those who listen to uh, The Sixth Sense on Anchor, if you want to send me a uh, voice message, then you just go to the Anchor app, man, and... Uh, Send me a voice message of your team and what type of needs that you think your team should uh, draft tonight. And uh, I'll read those comments for you tonight. And aside from that, man, I want to thank everybody for listening to The Sixth Sense as always. And as always, continue to wash your hands, continue to practice your social social distancing, and continue to have yourselves a good day. It's your boy, B-L-A-W-K-A, and I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace.